Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. It's a big week of Thanksgiving football. We've got Packers versus Lions, 49ers versus Seahawks, number one Ohio State versus number three Michigan, and of course, the game of the year, our Black Friday, Iowa versus Nebraska, the lowest over-under point total in college football history. So if you guys head to Bet Online Sportsbook today with the link in the description of this episode, use our promo code Believe B L E A V when you make your first deposit, you can get a fifty percent welcome bonus that goes towards betting under twenty six and a half on Iowa versus Nebraska. Twenty six and a half is the over under, and I guarantee you should bet the under. Bet online where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is, you may be listening. Thank you for stopping on into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast, live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. And podcasts aren't live. It's the whole purpose of this fun and wacky podcasting thing. You can listen however and whenever it is that you so choose. And we appreciate that you have decided to stop on in however and whenever it is that you may be listening. It's a Wired Up Tuesday episode here on the show. It's Wired Up episode 148 here on the Take It Easy podcast. And we are live post-game following the Philadelphia Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs here on a Monday night. We promised you that we'd bring you post-game after a game that promised to be something close to the NFL game of the season. It's either this or the Dolphins in Kansas City because the stakes were just immense on all of these teams and their games. And I mean, the game was crazy and wacky and fun and We'll talk a bit about that in these 20 minutes of post-game. Man, Kansas City had three possessions in the second half in Philadelphia Eagles territory, and they turned it into zero points. 
zero points. And this is one thing that is interesting with Kansas City as you watch the NFL adapt and evolve in real time. Because back in 2019 and 2020, like the first three years of the Mahomes era, there were fourth quarter comebacks all over the league. Their offense was at its highest rating in league history uh, across the board of the league, not just the teams at the top of the league, although the top of the league ended up reflecting that of the rest of the league where like a team would be down in the fourth quarter and we kept saying like, oh, there's a minute and a half to go. You left a team too much time or there's a minute to go. You left a team too much time or like, hey, there's 40 seconds left in a playoff game between Dallas and Green Bay. You left Aaron Rodgers too much time and what do you know? He hits Jared Cook on the sideline and the Packers end up beating Dak Prescott, which by the way was seven years ago now, but besides the point, like you saw in real time how it was like, oh, you left Mahomes a minute 30. That's too much time. You left Justin Herbert a minute to go. That's too much time. You left Tom Brady a minute and 20 seconds to go. That's too much time. You left Drew Brees 45 seconds to go. That's probably too much time. And you've kind of seen that dissipate as for two seasons straight offense has gone down across the league and for two seasons you've seen offensive declines not just of the teams at the top of the league but across the board everyone is scoring less points than ever before and it's not because of like any catastrophic rule change it's that defenses have evolved and so the best game plan for offenses in both teams playing the chess match of like game theory against the other team is to run fewer and fewer plays throughout the game that's how you take away the best offenses is by running overall fewer plays, uh, battles for point differential, and I'm sorry, battles for time of possession have become a trend uh, setter across the NFL because uh, in 80 plus percent of NFL games, the team that wins the time of possession goes on to win the game overall, and so time of possession has become one of the end all uh not end all be all but one of the most important statistics in deciphering winning and that's always been the case but teams are now placing greater emphasis on that than ever before and tonight was the night that that kind of clicked in my head for me not because it was the first time that we saw Kansas City or a team of their ilk but Kansas City being the best example because we're such big Patrick Mahomes guys here on this podcast this is a Patrick Mahomes podcast his face is literally in the cover art to this podcast but this was the one that it clicked for me because Kansas City got the ball with three minutes left to play and one timeout against the Philadelphia offense and for like the fourth time in the last calendar year let's call it fifth time in the last calendar year, I didn't feel great about Kansas City's chances of coming back in that game. It felt like Kansas City had a ballpark chance of coming back, but if you gave me 2020 Kansas City that won 26 of 27 games that Patrick Mahomes started in a two-year stretch between the Super Bowl in 2019 and the 2020 season where they went back to the Super Bowl and lost to Tampa Bay. During that stretch where they went 26-1, and 
I would have told you that give them a, uh, three minutes left to play in one timeout and laughed out the building because you're giving them two extra minutes to do something they've done before. Hell, you're giving them three extra minutes to do something Kansas City has done before. They took it down the field in 13 seconds to beat the uh, to force overtime against the Buffalo Bills just two years ago. And over these two years, you've seen the defensive evolution of football, the game that has become... Offense is down across the board because teams have gotten wise to the game strategy of if you run fewer and fewer plays, then you limit the possibility of a Mahomes going up and down the field that you'll never be able to win a track meet against. Because for years, the conversation with Kansas City was they can score 35 points with their eyes closed against any defense. That was the pace of game that was being played. And the evolution will swing back the other way at some point, but over the last two years, teams have gotten smart to playing two high safeties. Teams have gotten smarter to, to rushing with four and blitzing corners, more nickel and dime coverages on the field. Like You've seen this defensive shift that... I'm not smart enough to give a deep X's and O's breakdown on, but you've seen a defensive shift, or you've seen just a shift in the way games and game scripts are mapped out by coaches, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, to give their teams a better chance of winning. And in the case of Kansas City, adapting to personnel. And the reason that finally clicked for me after two seasons of watching this football change in real time, like going from the chaotic, crazy playoffs of 2021, where you had drives up and down the field scoring at will Kansas City spending an entire season or basically an entire three seasons being able to score 35 points against any team in the league with their eyes closed and you go from that to this over the last two seasons where Kansas City has been winning even in this adapted NFL like Kansas City won the Super Bowl last year and won their final eight games of the season in one of those games against Houston that they won in overtime, Patrick Mahomes completed 20 consecutive passes to 10 different receivers. Like, Kansas City has changed and adapted and evolved in this game, and we will focus in on them more as the season goes along. But what's so interesting from the Kansas City standpoint is this was like the fourth or fifth time that I looked up with three minutes to play and one time out and didn't feel totally confident that they'd be able to go down the field and it would just become a matter of can they punch it in at the goal line. That wasn't the feeling coming out of the end of that Kansas City game. And lo and behold, they ended up losing. But they had the goddamn game right there. Like, it can be as simple as Marquez Valdez-Scantling drops a pass that Tariq Hill would have caught with his eyes closed. Hell, a pass that Mecole Hardman would have caught with his eyes closed and waltzed into the end zone. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling drops it, and then Mahomes gets sacked. And from that point, the game is essentially over. Like, the play, the play that converts a win for Kansas City flips into a loss because of receiver drops for the second time this year. And, by the way, for the third time in less than 12 months, because if you'll remember the game when Kansas City played Cincinnati last year, in the entire second half of that game, there were five total possessions. There were three by Cincinnati, two by Kansas City, and then a uh, last-second meaningless chance by Kansas City at the end. So basically six possessions the entire second half. And on one of them, Travis Kelsey fumbled the ball. Cincinnati recovered. They went down and scored. That's a 10-point swing in a half that only had six possessions. That 10-point swing 
was a was a equalizer for Cincinnati, a team going up against a Kansas City that as great as their offense was, they were never going to be able to go up and down the field with Patrick Mahomes and that offense. No, no matter how great Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase are, you're not going to win a 45-45 shootout against Kansas City. Hell, the closest any team came was Buffalo in that 2021 playoff game, and even they left 13 seconds of time for Kansas City to beat them. And so what's so interesting is by by equalizing out the game by saying you can possess the ball but we're just going to take away anything in the middle and intermediary and now teams are adapting to say we're just going to double team Kelsey every time and dare one of these generic receivers who keep dropping passes over and over again to beat us and that formula's worked twice now in in winning games that 3 years ago Kansas City would have closed out or came from behind to win uh, the, the stretch of games where they won 26 of 27 in 2019 and 2020, they go 26 and 1 because they closed out games like that. One against the Chargers and some other ones down the stretch of games. That's how they get to 26 and 1 in games that, that Patrick Mahomes started. This year, they would be 9 and 1 if Kadarius Tony doesn't drop that pass against the Detroit Lions. And by the way, even if Kadarius Tony drops that pass, they also missed a field goal and turned the ball over in Detroit territory. Like turnovers are the uh, turnovers and drop passes essentially keep Kansas City from being nine and one and seven and three. And you could articulate the same thing for Buffalo. Like turnovers and drop passes for Buffalo keeps them from being seven and three and being five and five. And so maybe I'm just being a Kansas City person and recognizing that in real time. And that's how, because I'm paying closer attention to these Kansas City games than Denver and Buffalo last Monday night, where I was at a Sacramento Kings game instead of watching the Denver and Buffalo game closely. Maybe that's just fine tuning my mind in that way. To the idea of Kansas City being 7-3 and three because of drop passes and turnovers. And that's the only reason that Kansas City is 9-1. Because they could have overcame one dropped pass. They could have overcame two drop passes in that Detroit game. It was just the third and fourth one that kept them from beating Detroit. It was just the last one that kept them from beating the Philadelphia Eagles. They had And the fumble by Travis Kelsey adds into that mix too the same way that they lost to the Bengals in the regular season last year the way that they lost to Detroit the first game of this season and the way that they lost to the Eagles in this Monday night game that they had locked up they had the win they were up 17-0 had the ball in on Philadelphia's side of the field three times after scoring 17 points and they ended up with zero points to show for it and that's kind of the explanation of like how Kansas City throws away games that three years ago they win because this game this exact same game is 31 or 34 to 21 instead of 21 to 17 and that's the great equalizer that the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cincinnati Bengals and the Detroit Lions and everyone across the league has done against great teams that aren't even Kansas City. We've seen Denver do it against Buffalo. We've seen Jacksonville do it against Pittsburgh in a game where Pittsburgh dominates both sides of the ball. Jacksonville's able to find 20 points despite the fact Trevor Lawrence is throwing three turnovers in the end zone. It's just saying if we keep dropping back and keep dropping back, eventually even the best of the best quarterbacks are going to make those mistakes. And sometimes even the best of the best tight ends in NFL history are going to fumble a ball in Kansas City territory, in which if they kick a field goal, that game is 21-20. 
If they score a touchdown, it's 24-21, and the Eagles have to go onside after scoring that touchdown off the Devonta Smith catch, which, by the way, I know I'm doing the whole Kansas City through the game away segment here on the show, but like that play by Devonta Smith where he beat, I want to say it was Tranquil on the deep ball to get down to the one-yard line, just impeccable timing route by the Philadelphia Eagles offense. Devonta Smith is just incredible at being able to create separation like that and then have that burst of speed. I mean, it was just an excellent play, excellent sequence off the Kelsey fumble. And the the Kansas City loses a game basically tit for tat the way that they lost the Cincinnati game last year. And that's going to be a great equalizer for teams against Kansas City. And clearly Kansas City has a sample size that says they haven't figured out how to counter that in a way that guarantees them the results that they were guaranteed three years ago. Because remember, Kansas City won the AFC in 2019, the year they won the Super Bowl. They won the AFC running away that year. I mean, yes, they were trailing 24-0 to the Texans, but they were running. They scored 52 points in three quarters in that game. Kansas City hasn't scored 52 points in their last three games combined. And back then they scored 52 points in three quarters. But the league as a whole is not allowing teams to put up 52 points in three quarters unless you're the Denver Broncos against the Miami Dolphins, which I would classify as a statistical anomaly at this point. Like, So that year, Kansas City went untested through the AFC. In 2020, they went untested through the AFC. Uh, they beat Buffalo like 38-7 to in the AFC Championship game in 2020. They The way that they lose games has a bit of a formulaic feeling to it and I think it's a byproduct of how the league as a whole has adapted over the last two seasons to playing less snaps and in total and as a result you're seeing offense go down the way that they first moved to just playing too high safety all the time on Kansas City and then Kansas City got rid of Tariq Hill which made their life even easier because now you can play too high safety and double team Travis Kelsey and still be able to run a blitz package, potentially if you're willing to live with like single coverage on every receiver and single coverage on Pacheco, like you can you can blitz and double team Travis Kelsey and take away the deep ball at the same time, theoretically, against this Kansas City team. And that's a thing that teams are getting wise to because they're daring Tony to not drop four passes in a game like he did against Detroit in the second half. They're daring Kansas City to not drop the ball like Valdez Scantling did. Hell in the Dolphins game, which might with which Kansas City ended up winning because of defense. They they were atrocious in the second half. Like play calling was terrible against Miami, which by the way this was the last Kansas City game that was played. Terrible play calling against Miami. They were running the ball on second and 10, getting third and 8. Mahomes tried to throw a timing route to Watson. It was incomplete, and they were punting back to the Dolphins. Like, real Matt Nagy shit that they were running. And I know Matt Nagy's their offensive coordinator, but real Matt Nagy shit that they were running against the Dolphins. Like, poor play calling in that game. Uh, Drop passes by... Four drop passes by Tony lose the game against Detroit, which, by the way, they survived the first two. It was only the third and the fourth that they lost on the Tony one. And then, add to that fact, you have... Kansas City in this game having a drop pass by Valdez Scantling, a drop pass by Travis Kelsey, a fumble by Travis Kelsey, and it, and by the way, they got the ball into Philadelphia territory on three different possessions 
in the second half and turned it into zero points. Uh, for the second week in a row, they had zero points in the second half against the Dolphins. They had zero points in the second half against the Eagles. Uh, in the Detroit game, they had a similar type lead, and the lead, and the lead evaporated. Play calling has been questionable for Kansas City in some of these moments. I mean, it just has not worked out time and time again for Kansas City. And you're starting to see as the, as you get a, <laughs> it's taken two seasons, but as you get a representative sample size of Kansas City losses, <laughs> of now three against. Uh, teams of of some level of quality because like the Denver game that shit happens they got beat Mahomes had the flu whatever but like it's taken three years to get a representative sample size of Kansas City losses because they just don't lose all that often but you could point back to the Bengals loss in the playoff game when they had a 20 to 0 lead you could point to the uh, in the post Tyreek Hill era they've only lost if I remember correctly they've only lost now six total games in the post Tariq Hill era, which one of those games was the blowout against the Broncos that we can just kind of toss away. And the three that I find most intriguing, the the Bengals won at the end of last year, the Lions won to kick off this season, and this one against the Eagles were all very formulaic second-half defensive struggles that kept Kansas City from winning. And I think think that teams are wising up to the fact that if you double team Kelsey you can still blitz and you can still play the two high safeties because if you have strong enough corners and you have strong enough linebackers you don't really have to worry all that much about Valdez Scantling, Rasheed Rice, Kadarius Toney and we've seen and by the way this is how Kansas City's beaten teams too this is how they beat the Jets right the the Jets were close on that Sunday night football game and they marched down the field because Rasheed Rice was getting catches, because uh, I think Sky Moore had a catch in that game. But like, this is how they also beat teams, right? Is is with single coverage on the on these defensive schemes. But it's also how they've lost these games that have been close. And I'm not saying they lose every time. I'm just saying the three that they have lost, this has been the formula to beat them. It's the best bet for stopping what is the most unstoppable offense that I've seen in my lifetime, and that we may have seen in recent 40 year. I mean, that's not super recent, but within 40-year data points of NFL history. And so it's just really interesting to watch that happen in real time, that the three losses that have come in have been Kansas City had a first-half lead, Kansas City gave up the the first-half lead, and had zero points. And by the way, we can also take the Dolphins game in there, because the Dolphins game followed a similar formula, just the defense carried them to a victory. Which, by the way, could have been helpful in this game for Kansas City. I mean... Defense was amazing. Six sacks on Jalen Hurts. And at the end of it, they gave up two touchdowns when the offense couldn't give them a single point. And the offense needed the defense to really step up for them. And it just didn't work out that way. And that's how Kansas City ends up losing that game. Like, defense might bail them out of a couple of these games. But if if these are the teams that are their adversaries in three rounds of the playoffs, right? Because you have Cincinnati, who this season's over for them. But let's let's point to the three this season: Detroit, Philadelphia, Cincinnati. That are or sorry, uh, Detroit, Philadelphia, Miami. Those are three teams that I know they're ones the two are in the NFC, but like they're going to play that caliber of team in each of their three playoff rounds. They'll play the Dolphins in the divisional round. They'll play a Detroit-like equivalent in the NFC Championship game, a team that's 8-2, and 8-3. and three. Someone like Baltimore is a Detroit Lion equivalent. 
They might have to play them in the NFC Championship game, and then they'll play the Eagles in the Super Bowl if they want to get there. So those are their three types of playoff opponents. The formula is out there for best way to beat Kansas City. It's not a guarantee that you're going to beat Kansas City. It's just the best bet against the most unstoppable offense in the NFL. And either Kansas City adapts or they beat the, the the they beat the schemes that people are throwing at them. And it'll be really interesting to watch that change and evolution occur in real time. That's my takeaway from the Eagles in Kansas City Monday night football game. If you guys got any other thoughts, drop them in the comment section. Hit us up on social media. Any sort of commentary is greatly appreciated following a game like that. Those were the the 20 plus minutes of takeaways that I had from the game. Obviously, we'll have more chance to talk Eagles in Kansas City as the weeks go along and as all the these mid and below average NFL teams fade from our lexicon over the next month or so we'll have more time to focus in on teams like the Eagles Uh, because we've done a good job on the Kansas City front obviously I'm watching these Kansas City games with close intent being the Kansas City Patrick Mahomes fan that I am and just intrigued with Patrick Mahomes as a player in general so Kansas City is the one that gives us the the perspective on what the rest of the league is doing because Kansas City kind of leads the charge in a lot of this stuff. So we'll talk more about the the standings and the Eagles and everything else uh, sometime, probably either this week or next week. We'll see how the schedule breaks down as we roll our way into the next week. We'll have an episode on Wednesday. We'll have an episode on Thanksgiving. You guys can tune in and have all sorts of fun with us. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. And in the meantime, take it easy thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube